Welcome to a new episode of the Apostolic and Prophetic Podcast. Today is Friday, the 29th of December, and I hope you had a nice Christmas celebration with your family and you are looking forward to start the new year. I would like to continue with our series, A Firm Foundation or An Unshakable Foundation, about the Sermon of the Mount, because Jesus said that we need that kind of foundation. And especially if we live in these times where you have a lot of things, uh, shakings, you could say, going on in the world. Because Jesus said at the end of the Sermon of the Mount, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man, who built his house on the rock. But who everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Okay, so Jesus, you could say, is talking here to people, two types of people, uh, but both of them, they are hearing his words. So in other words, he's speaking to believers. Both of them are hearing the words of God. So it's not people who don't know God. It's not people who don't want to know God. But it's people who go to the church or who know the Bible or who uh, have experience with God. But two types of people. One group is doing it and another group is not doing it. And Jesus is calling the ones who are not listening to him i mean who are listening to him but not putting it into practice fools foolish and this is a really heavy and harsh word and uh, but it's not uh, what i am saying it's actually what jesus is saying so jesus does not want us to be foolish he wants us to be wise and if you want to be ready for the storms of life and the things ahead There is a simple recipe. It's just listen to Jesus and be obedient to Jesus. And everything will be fine. Even in the midst of trouble, like it is written in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall not fear um, evil because you are with me. Okay, let's start. Or let's continue where we stopped last time. We spoke about uh, you shall not murder and how Jesus explains these kind of things and how you could say actually Jesus is explaining the deeper meaning of the Torah to the ones he's preaching to. And the you could say uh, the real meaning of the Torah. And he's continuing. This is in Matthew chapter uh, 5, verse 27. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish 
than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Okay, uh, we will continue a little bit later here, but uh, let's look at this. So Jesus again is referring to the Ten Commandments, to the Torah, and saying what is what was said there. But then he goes deeper and says, explains where sin really starts. It comes from the heart. It starts in your heart. And um, also he is giving uh, a clear advice uh, what we should do um, if we, how to say, are tempted uh, to sin. And here he's saying, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And of course, uh, here uh, Jesus does not mean literally that we should pluck out our own eyes. Or like you have in Islam, for example, people say, okay, the woman has to cover herself and needs a veil. Or uh, even in some countries like in Afghanistan, a burqa uh, to cover herself that men are not tempted uh, by her, by seeing uh, her skin or things like this or her hair. And uh, But this is uh, ridiculous. So actually, if, if that would uh, mean literally that Jesus uh, was... Uh, expecting from people whenever they have the um, how to say a sinful uh, thought uh, when they are looking to someone or another woman that they uh, should pluck out their eyes literally then also even all the apostles probably would have been without eyes and running around blind because everyone will be tempted uh, one way or the other uh, throughout his life and even you are a believer and you love Jesus very much still you are living in this world and this world is and this is a fact is full of temptation this world is also full of people who don't know God and who don't know the commandments God and who don't even care if you are married or not married uh, or uh, you are in a relationship or not in a relationship and just look at the how to say um music uh, videos if uh, you are for example watching a music channel almost all the videos are about sex and about uh, how to say sleeping around and this is totally normal nowadays i'm going to the gym from time to time and there uh, are also um, there's also the tv on and usually they show um, music videos and you cannot imagine uh, what you can uh, watch there, what you can see there. And it's not just uh, between men and women, but also uh, homosexuality. All kind of sexual sin and perversion is shown there as totally normal. And this is, you could say, infiltrating the minds and hearts of especially young people uh, when they are just watching this. So, and nowadays also, if you don't watch TV anymore and you just watch Netflix or uh, um, Prime Video or whatever uh, you have, 
there also in most of the films it is totally normal that people sleep together without being married that people sleep together even they are in relationship that people are unfaithful and it's it's all about how to say how you feel uh, they are showing like if it feels good follow your heart uh, and then it is good but this is a lie and this is exactly what jesus is talking here about what are you watching what do you you could say what are you contemplating what do you let in your heart because it starts in your heart but before it starts in your heart it is starting with your eyes and that's why jesus is saying to pluck your eye out in other ways you should stop it you should not watch things that how to say uh, bring all these sinful thoughts in your heart you should stop watching these kind of things you st should stop watching these kind of films you should stop uh, how to say uh, contemplating things uh, that are sinful because how can you have your heart clean if you're contemplating the wrong things it's not possible and the next and the next what comes after contemplating things because like jesus is explaining first it's in your heart or in your mind in your thoughts and then uh, comes uh, the act you could say then comes the actual sin because the hand is standing for what you're doing for your deeds the eyes is you could say the direction where you're going to before you go somewhere before you change course uh, your eyes are the first ones that show you the direction where you're going but the second one is then what you are doing and this is uh, symbolically the hand is standing for this and if your right hand causes you to sin cut it off and cast it from you for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell and here you could say jesus is repeating this and if something is important especially in the sermon of the mount jesus is repeating it and we will see this throughout the whole sermon of the mount that jesus is repeating things and it's actually not even necessary to repeat it because you could say okay if jesus is saying it you could get it from the first moment if he is saying so then it's the truth but if he really wants to underline that it's very very important he is repeating it and that's why you could say two times he's saying that uh, you need to cut yourself off from uh, these kind of things from uh, you could say the wrong ways from contemplating the wrong things and from doing the wrong things because it will lead you into hell and this is the thing in those movies like on netflix or whatever you are watching they are actually showing things that lead you into hell as something normal or even as something good and nice and this is this is very wrong but here is also something more inside uh, what uh, jesus also wants to tell us with this scripture it's not about uh, being faithful uh, uh, alone but it's also about how god wants to protect marriage and why this is so important why god is uh, you could say uh, putting such an emphasis on protecting marriage because if we read further in verse 31 furthermore 
Uh, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, that whoever divorces his wife for any reason, except sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Okay, this he is saying also, I think because there were people in uh, Israel in that time uh, who, of course, didn't want to commit adultery. So, because it's coming after this that you're looking lustfully to another woman. So, who maybe liked someone else and then in order not to sin and not to commit adultery, they did, were divorcing their wives and marrying another they liked more, they fell in love whatsoever. So, and, and Jesus was saying actually that this is wrong, that the only reason for divorce is... Um, that it's acceptable in his eyes is because of sexual uh, immorality, of unfaithfulness. And why is this so important? Why marriage is so important for Jesus? And I know this is a really hot topic because there are a lot of also Christian marriages that are very unhappy, that are, how to say, where people start together and they think, okay, this is from God and, and maybe they even have words from God and they have even signs from God that they should be together and then they start living together and after a few years they are having so a lot of trouble, so a lot of arguments and I mean we cannot uh, talk about all this in one episode. I think we have to talk about this a little bit more in more episodes. I mean you could make a whole series just about marriage. And I am not saying that I have here all the answers and I know everything. But I married myself. I also had a marriage crisis in very difficult years. And with God's help, and uh, this would be a longer story, but uh, we managed to overcome these challenges. And now it's, you could say, getting better and better. But I know from many, many people and friends and uh relatives that uh, this is not uh, always the case and even Christians a lot of times uh, get divorced and God doesn't want this God doesn't want this and there is before we go into this please uh, hold this hold on a second if you are now in a crisis or in a marriage crisis whatever then you might say no but uh, my partner my husband or my wife is abusive we are arguing all the time i can't anymore or things like this these kind of things also happen in christian families but first we need to see what is the purpose of marriage because in marriage it's not just about you it's not about uh, you or your husband or your wife <laughs> it's about god's purpose with your marriage and this is destroyed this is destroyed if you divorce and and the thing is that the purpose god has if you look throughout the bible when god wanted to change something he needed he needed people for this some people ask oh where is god if the world looks like this and like that actually god needs people to change the world for good to bring uh, you could say also the supernatural to the people to bring healing to bring restoration to the people and for this he needs parents if you look at john the baptist 
who prepared the way for Jesus. John the Baptist would not have been possible without uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth, without having godly, God-fearing parents. And maybe they also had some issues and troubles and sometimes maybe even arguments because they were also humans. But they feared God. They obeyed God's commandments. They wanted to see God's plan come true. And the same with Jesus. I mean, such a great salvation God was bringing into this world to defeat Satan, to defeat sickness, to defeat the power of darkness, the power of sin. But he was entrusting Jesus when he was a baby, you could say, when he was vulnerable, when he could have been even killed or died because of not getting enough food or for uh, if, if uh, parents would not look after him properly. Uh, whatsoever, there are so a lot of dangers, especially for small children in those days, much more than we have nowadays. He entrusted them to a couple, to Mary and Joseph. And uh, God's plan would have been, you could say, almost impossible without them. So, and, and this we find also uh, in the book of Malachi. Um, and there it is written in chapter 2, Yet you say, for what reason? Because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have dealt treacherously. Yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. But did he not make them one? having a remnant of the spirit and why one he seeks godly offspring therefore take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth okay but here is a very crucial point of, you could say where you can find what the purpose of, of marriage in the eyes of god he says um But did he not make them one, verse 15, having a remnant of the spirit? And why one? He seeks godly offspring. So the thing is, God wants to change things, but for this he needs godly people. And how can you have godly people? Uh, you, you need godly parents, because godly parents raise godly children. And if you look to Abraham, Uh, or if you look to Noah, those people, they, they uh, I mean, especially if you look to Noah, he knew God from where he knew God because his fathers, um, they told him, his father and his grandfather, uh, this I mean with fathers, <laughs> he didn't have many fathers, he had just one father, but his father told him about God. And that's why he knew God. So actually, even he didn't know the Bible or there was no church whatsoever. But his parents, his father was telling him about God. The, and, and this is exactly how God is changing things still nowadays. He needs godly people. And for this, he needs godly parents. And for this, he needs functioning marriages. And that's why also Satan tries to destroy marriage because he doesn't want the fruit that is coming out of a functioning marriage to, you could say, destroy his plans, his evil plans. Because this is actually the, the purpose of us, to destroy the works of Satan. 
And marriage is also uh, an image uh, of the relationship God has with the church. And um, okay, but I think this is enough for today. We might uh, have to do another one uh, on this topic to go a little bit deeper. But to sum it up, Jesus is protecting or God is protecting marriage by his commandments because it is so important for God's purposes and to change the world and for good. Because uh, with a functioning marriage, you can raise godly children. And of course, this is not just the only goal of marriage. It's also to, to be a blessing for you, uh, that you are a blessing, uh, but also that you receive uh, God's blessing because it's not good that uh, people are alone. Okay, but we will go deeper into this in another episode. I wish you a good start into the week and uh, may God bless you. Uh, I mean into the weekend, sorry. <laughs> may God bless you and hear you next time. Shalom. Amen. <laughs>